Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Beauty School Dropout Podcast, a skeptical and irreverent take on skincare, makeup, and the whole industry by two beauty outsiders. That's me, Sam, and me, Ali. We're bringing you fresh fortnightly content looking at the science behind the stuff you put on your face, beauty myths and gimmicks, and all the shit that goes down in a multi-billion dollar industry. If you're listening to us already, you've found us. Subscribe to get notified when our next episode drops. If you want to get even closer, you can follow us on Instagram at Beauty School Dropout Pod. On this episode of Beauty School Dropout, we chat to punky editor Talia Pritchard, delve into Sam's injection nightmare, talk shit about dolphins and head to science class to learn why a paw is not a door. Stay with us. Let's talk about some new shit. I love new shit. I know, but you might not love this one. Oh no. (laughs) So I got an email the other day from a retailer, let's just say, about some ridiculous trend called dolphin skin. Wait, do you mean glass skin though? No. Dolphin skin. What? So it's like a different, it's a different thing. Right. My whole vibe is like, what now? <laughs> I've got like shattered glass skin. I can't even get to the full glass. <laughs> and now you want me to be a fucking sea mammal? Busted glass skin. The patriarchy has gone too far. They have gone too far. So wait, okay. So they want us to look like a sea animal. I guess like you're getting out of the water and you've got like I don't know. I want to say glassy because that's just, that's the one we just did. We can't have glassy. It's got to be different. So is it like glistening? I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I did read up about this. I'm not going to lie. I okay. Too, so you are lying to me. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I was also attacked by that email. Uh, and I had to look it up because I was like, well, what's the difference between glass skin, wet ass face, dewy look? I mean, I needed to figure it yeah. out. And it's pretty much the same. So you you create glass skin, I believe, with skincare. Yeah, that's what I was always told. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that. but um, And also, this is more about makeup. So, yeah. like, I mean, obviously the secret to good makeup is good skincare. So I would say it's like an amalgamation of both maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so essentially it's like no mats allowed, no, <laughs> no powder, no nothing. Like no mats, no Matthews. No, no, M-A-T-T-E. <laughs> yeah. uh, you have to be glowy like from every step. So you're, you're doing your moisturizer, then you're going to do your priming, but you're probably going to put in some like liquid hydrate, like a highlighter drops <laughs> uh, into your primer and then also mixing into a foundation as well. So you're basically a chemist at this point. Right. So I saw like 
on this website, it was like, it's all about the makeup. And I was like, I don't want to put a shitload of highlighter on my face. Like some of us have texture, Caitlin. Yeah. Well, they're saying like liquid highlighters are better. So just avoid powder or okay. like you can't, you cannot mess with powder on this one. So like you're just layering different highlighters. So from primer to foundation, and then you're going to go in again and right. you're going to highlight again. And you're going to be like amped up to the point where like, you're meant to look wet to touch. <laughs> Do you think you could ever wear this like out? Uh, only for a minute, and especially in like the Australian summers in the that humidity. we have. Yeah, like I like that more natural dewy look. But like, so I'm an oily. Like I'm combination to be honest. Mm. But my makeup does tend to break up a lot around my forehead. So like, and my nose. I get that weird like br- like my nose is slipping off look yeah. in summer. <laughs> so I don't think I could. I, only if I was going out for like one one and not ten. And like, when does that happen with me? <laughs> Maybe if I was dressing up as a flipper for Halloween. That's a really good idea, actually. So that you can do but yeah I don't think I'm going to be getting in on this trend nah fuck dolphins man fuck dolphins we've all made mistakes in beauty some mistakes are made to be learned from others to look back and laugh about on lessons learned we discuss mistakes made and their undesirable results some are happy endings based off knowledge earned others are just unmitigated shit shows today I'm going to tell you about the latter Oh, no. What have you done now? Well, here's a cautionary tale of a repeat procedure going by way of paralysis. Oh, God. That's not where I expected it to go, but... Yeah, look, I mean, it was a procedure that I've done a ton of times. I've been getting uh, injections for any wrinkle, like, far out for like three and a half years yeah I go to the same chick every time I get the same special nothing changes um and I don't know what went wrong but the basically end result of what happened is my face was frozen (laughs) and not in the way that I wanted like not in like that really beautiful like botoxy kind of way like it actually got into my cheek which is not it is that not where you put filler well, yeah, but it's not the same thing. So basically, um, I get injections in like around uh, my forehead, yeah. my furrow, yeah, and basically around my uh, crow's feet. And what's kind of happened is it's like expanded and it's found its way into my cheek. How? How indeed. So basically results from Botox, I mean, they can take really up to two weeks to show and that's when I noticed it on like the on the 14th day. <laughs> I caught my face in the mirror and I was like, who the fuck is that? Well, because you sent me a photo and you're like, something happened. I'm like, what are you like? What are you doing in that photo? What is that face you're making? And you're I'm like, like, this is me smiling as hard as I can. <laughs> it's hard to illustrate it, but basically, my mouth had become downturned, like beaker. You know the Muppet? Yeah. It was like a little flap, a little sad flap, and sad Muppet. Sad and yeah, and so I caught myself, and I'm like what the fuck? And so I called my injector up. They were really good. They saw me right away. Yeah. And I'm just kind of excited, like, well, we did what we normally do. She's like, yeah, I went to all the same sites. And she's like, I can see that you have paralysis. Um, and what it actually happened is it had expanded in my, like, uh, from my, where I get it around my crow's feet mm-hmm. all the way down into my cheek, affecting the muscles that help me smile. So it's paralyzed my cheek muscles. <laughs> but, like... 
why do you pay so much money for Botox and then like it can migrate in your face? Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, it's not actually Botox TM. Right. Sorry, it, Botox TM. Sorry, Botox. It's actually Dysport. So the difference between them is like Botox is a premium product. Mm-hmm. It is a patented molecule that everyone, every unit of Botox is apples for apples exactly the same. Yeah. But Dysport, I'm like, I found out on this very fateful day, mm-hmm. uh, not so much. So it can be batch to batch. So it's been working for me for three and a half years, but I finally got that batch that came to get me. <laughs> Dysport sounds like something from, like, you know, a, a future hellscape novel. <laughs> like it's something from Neuromancer. <laughs> yeah. Well, it felt like I was in a hellscape <laughs> with my droopy face. So, yeah, she explained to me that the actual Dysport molecules can expand and that's how they can find them their, themselves in, like, undesirable locations. Places they shouldn't be. Places they shouldn't be. And so I'm like, okay, cool, like, let's... Let's just dissolve it. And she's like, cool, here's the thing. You can't do that either. <laughs> so with filler, you can dissolve it. So say if you have a disaster, the nurses and doctors can um, put in like another chemical that will get rid mm-hmm. of it or as best as it can. But with Dysport, like that is you for like the next four to six months. <laughs> How is it now? Uh, not great. So <laughs> Smile at me. <laughs> it's getting better. Yeah. So she actually gave me two follow-up injections in my in my chin of all places yeah. um, to stop the mouth from turning down. So that's what they would do for someone that had just a naturally downturned mouth. Okay. Um, and that was good, but um, it's still like pretty, it's pretty tense. Like yeah. um, I, I look at myself and I'm, it's a bummer. I, I, I don't feel like I look like my normal self. And yeah. also now because of the paralysis in my cheek, like chin area, when food, when I'm eating food, it gets like lost in like the bottom of my mouth, and I can't get it. I have to go in with my fingers. It's disgusting. That's great. I'm so glad you told me about it. So, <laughs> especially that part. Um, what was your lesson learned? Um, it's you get what you pay for, and yeah. I think I've been getting away like kind of lucky. I mean, I think plenty of people use Dysport, and and the unit value is lower, so uh, it could be anywhere from like. $4 a unit and you will mm-hmm. get somewhere depending on your recommendation your doc- nurse's recommendation it could be like 70 to 80 units so it gets up there but yeah. Botox is more expensive but you don't need as many units I'm told so yeah. I think what I've learned is like you get what you pay for you need to research what's going in your face yeah. as easy as it is to be like you know hook me up lady stab my face make me beautiful <laughs> uh, you really do need to look into it so um, I will we'll, actually will be spending the money and getting Botox next time I don't think I'm going to go cheapo and get the disport okay good this this segment was not sponsored by Botox TM it wasn't uh, <laughs> no I mean let's say want to but uh, yeah so basically I'm not going to be taking a chance on a molecule that's perhaps having a bad day. Take a chance, take a chance, take a ticket. Don't take a chance. Uh, so that was <laughs> lessons learned, um, where we find out things the hard way so you don't have to. Our next guest, Talia, has been nominated for B&T's 30 Under 30 for her incredible editorial work over at the hilarious and trendy Punky. She's a key influencer in entertainment, media space and a meme maestro. But that's all commonly known. You can look that up online. But what you may not know is that Talia and I actually share something a little less common and that is an (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Sydney is extremely small, apparently. 
Um, I guess you could call it an ex-wives club of sorts, but in 2020, I'm all about women supporting women and cultivating friendships found in even the strangest of circumstances. As tempting as it may be, we're not here to drag our ex today. We'll save that for later when we're having a few wines, but it's all about beauty. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me and thank you for sliding into my DMs about three years ago. Look, it's what I do best. I to hit people up and say really strange, deep, personal things to them <laughs> in hopes that they will be my friend. It works. It works. <laughs> Incredible. So I want to talk to you today about all things beauty. You work in a really diverse media space, creating editorial content, exhaustingly interviewing reality stars. Yeah, yeah. On the daily. It's a lot. You've met them all, I believe. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them. Um, and you know, the day-to-day for you, you having like intense meetings, mm-hmm. like you go to events. I think you've told me you've been to a few boozy batchy parties. Yeah, there's been a couple in my time. That's right. So beauty, unfortunately, does play a part in your job. We have to brush our hair at some stage. I know. You may be a little more than me. <laughs> <laughs> or anyone in ISO. <laughs> or anyone in ISO for that matter. Um, and just to get an idea for our listeners, how would you describe your beauty style? Um... Look, I'm going to say that I was really bad beauty-wise growing up. Like, I don't think I changed my routine from when I was about 16 to 27. Late bloomer. Yeah, definitely late bloomer. And I think covering so much reality TV and being in this job and even just working with people. When I was at BuzzFeed, we had a beauty and lifestyle editor. So I'd start to like pick up things and learn a lot from that. You're like, I have to do what with concealer? I know, I know. I was using these like shitty foundations. I was using the same Maybelline powder. Sometimes I still use it actually. Look, old and trusty. Go back to what you know. Basically, you you changed your beauty routine around 27. Was it because you noticed that things in your skin were changing? I, for one, I had to look at the fact that my skin had turned into the Sahara Desert. Yeah. And all my foundation lived exclusively in my wrinkle lines. (laughs) Uh, And it forced me to go over to the counter and be like, God, please help me. Yeah, absolutely. What happened to me? I think every woman too, when she hits about her mid-20s or so, you realise you're aging and you realize I think I don't know if you were the same but I started reading everything all of a sudden I was like okay like, what can, can I do I reverse time yeah, yeah exactly and it's a effect like affected your beauty style yeah from <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so you're very like definitely more of a minimalist like yeah skincare do you wear makeup every day I do the best thing about ISO probably at the start was when we were in that full lockdown in April I just didn't wear it at all and I, I dressed up like a clown every day to film <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do a full beat just so I feel like I'm still in society. Oh, yeah, I was, I had to do eyebrows because I just can't look at myself without doing my eyebrows. But everything else, and I think it's kind of, again, getting older too, I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to every day. I don't want to be putting on foundation and eyeshadow and mascara. And I've been doing that since I was 16. I've always had this full face of makeup. She has sabbatical from makeup. So I got to a point where I was like, I want my skin to be really good. So all I can have to put on is maybe a tinted moisturizer and that's the dream, babe. A powder <laughs> and mascara. I won't go without mascara. I won't. 
Well, my eyes are too small and beady. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. You're talking to two tiny-eyed people here. <laughs> That's like, why we get along so well. Yeah, we just identified each other and we're like, we've got to be friends. My dad used to say to me that my eyes were like two wee holes in snow. Oh, my and God. They're so small, so <laughs> I've got you beady eyes. Yeah, if I don't have mascara, like, they, they don't exist. But when you're gearing up for a big occasion, when you've been nominated for an award, mm-hmm. which uh, low-key you get a few of those, <laughs> what's your beauty power? move like what is it that changes your everyday look to something a little bit more like I'm a boss I'm getting this award Mm -hmm. I'm getting this pitch I'm getting that pay raise I will uh, false lashes for one I cannot that's amazing that's my biggest thing if I want to like go out to on those tiny eyes (laughs) on these tiny bitty eyes um if I'm going out to an event um whether it's Maxim party. <laughs> that messy ass party. <laughs> or the things these like tiny eyes have seen. Oh, honestly, <laughs> the secrets they hold. Um, <laughs> but false lashes is the one way I glab up. So you've been working in media for a long time now. Yeah. And you've yeah. been at Punky for how many years? Two years now. Nearly two and a half, I think. Two so, and a yeah. half. So You've met so many Bachelor contestants. So many. (laughs) So many. Married at first sight contestants. You've obviously, as we get older, we see how beauty trends come and go. Mm -hmm. How do you think the media has changed the way beauty is perceived over the last, you know, few years? I think it's really... um, I think a lot of it is for the better, actually. I think there's more acceptance around the fact that... I guess when you look at things like Botox and filler and all this stuff that was a bit, I don't know if taboo is the right word, but people were quite judgy about it five or six years ago. I think it's like we think it's a new invention, but it's been around for years and years. It's been around for so long. I mean, there are, for every McDonald's, there's a laser clinic now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I think with the rise of reality TV, there's maybe, there's a more accepting or a less judgmental voice about young women growing up that if they do want to go get filler or they do want to get Botox or they want to tweak a little something or do something, there's not that kind of judgmental aspect I think that there's we no probably had from like, anymore. yeah. And I think when, you know, kind of people our age, early thirties growing up, it was this judgy kind of vibe. Whereas in the last five years or so, that's kind of turned around. Having said that. It can go the other way though. You've mm. got, you know, I go home to my hometown uh, name check Central Coast, but I walk into the pub that I've been going to my whole life and I see 21 year olds yeah. with Botox and lips like crazy. And like, it's your choice, it's your body. But when I was at that age, I never saw that. No, no, not at all. I barely wore, I could barely get mascara on these tiny eyes. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> and I was going to say, having said that, I think there's now an expectation or more pressure on women to undergo what's monkey see monkey do right yeah absolutely um I mean me for one I got my lips done because I watched so many beauty YouTubes that I was like that's what people look like yeah they look really pretty and I don't think I would have done it otherwise and I'm like I'm not blaming (laughs) the media but it's just like what you're exposed to but it's also the age-old thing like growing up we were reading magazines so magazines dictated what we thought about our bodies and what we thought about our faces and how we wore our hair and what clothes we wore and all that kind of stuff and now it's sort of nearly like it's changed to the face more than overall body image, I feel. like yeah, new media. There's it's new media. Out. You're seeing these girls on reality TV and most of them probably have had their lips done or had some filler or um, had Botox or whatever and that's all well and good but you start seeing that as the norm. And right. I'm not saying that 
shouldn't be the norm. Like, I think any woman should do whatever the hell she wants to do. You think all the injections and, I guess, you know, lips, like, we can thank Kylie Jenner for this one, but do you think it's a trend? Do you think it's going to go away? That's an interesting thing. That's why I can't quite figure out yet because we've seen so many trends, I guess, growing up. Like, do you think about your eyebrows in, what, 2004 or 2005? See, my eyebrow journey, I started as aggro. Like, I had one eyebrow and my mother would not (laughs) let me pluck my eyebrows. It was just, she wouldn't let me do it. And so I went from one eyebrow to, like, barely two hanging on a thread, like the thinnest (laughs) things you've ever seen. And now I'm like, you know, I'm lucky they grew back, but they're still a little bit on their boucher side. Yeah, yeah. I do still get a mono from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't I don't think I would subscribe to an eyebrow trend. I think I've lived through enough. Mm. What's one influencer trend you're you're glad you never tried? Oh probably anytime uh white chicks are trying to rock braids. <laughs> oh god, no, I hate that. Is it Tammy Hebrew? I feel like she does is that how you yeah, say her name? Yeah. No shade, but I feel like yeah, she was a culprit of that. Yeah. It just reminds me when I was in high school and people go on family holidays to Bali yes. and come back with those braids. Yeah. Like, there is a time and a place for those, but uh, it was never my time nor my place. <laughs> no, no, never. Like yeah. Mine's harsh contouring. Oh my gosh, yeah, I never learned how to contour at all. So I will say I for that. learned and it's changed my life. I'll show you one day. Okay, great. Um, but there is like definitely a brand of contour on Instagram, especially in Instagram, like beauty tutorials, makeup and stuff like that. And it's just, um, there's a whole Reddit dedicated to it called Crappy Contour and it's just poo stains. Oh my like goodness. Like the poo stain down the cheek. No. Like a nose that's just got like two brown lines. <laughs> like obviously blending was not a trend to this no. person. So there's one I'm glad I sidestepped. Now, obviously those people, I wonder if they'll look back and be like, fuck, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Why didn't I blend that out? What is going out? on? Uh, what is an embarrassing beauty trend that you've embraced in the past that you wish you could take back? Oh, probably the whole emo trend. You can't erase emo. There'll I can't. be no emo erasure on this podcast. I can't. Well, I'm still like the world's biggest emo anyway. I was like, like everyone don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, I would never take back my emo stage, but it gave me this dependency on eyeliner that I've never been able to shake. So I, I have, I'm clean from eyeliner. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't do it. Like I've tried so many times and oh, I wow. do go to work sometimes now with just mascara, but it's almost so part of my routine. On that note, we will wrap it up today. Thank you so much for coming in and really just chatting all things beauty. I hope we weren't too self-deprecating. No, you and, my, you and me together, <laughs> a couple of wines. Like, look at my weird nose. Um, but for you, those of you listening at home, it's a bit relatable. I'm sure we all do it. Uh, but thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Science Class, where Ellie takes a look at beauty myths and the science behind skincare. Get your notebooks ready. There'll be a test on this later. What's our first class about? Today's class is called A Poor Is Not A Door, a poem by John Keats. I'm so glad he could be our special guest. Yes, I brought him back just for today. <laughs> yeah. So I was, yesterday I was using this really well-known cleanser um, and I was looking at the packaging to tell me like what I was meant to do. And it told me to put a hot cloth on my face to open my pores but it's a complete myth that your pores can open and close. You don't just like ring the doorbell and the pore opens. And then I'm thinking, well, if this best-selling product is telling me that pores open and close, no wonder that the myth is perpetuated. 
So where does the myth come from? It's probably because sometimes it does help when you like when you warm your face before you're cleansing because the warmth can help loosen up all the sebum and stuff that's in your pores and it makes it feel like you're getting a real deep clean. And then I guess like you use the cold water at the end, like not to close your pores, but because it helps you make you feel refreshed, but it's just a temporary skin reaction. It's just shrinkage. So women know about shrinkage? <laughs> women know about shrinkage. My pores do. So why... Do the ones around my like nose and face look bigger than the rest? Like are some pores bigger than others or is that a me thing? No, that's an everyone thing. It's like the ones around like your nose and your cheeks and stuff have the biggest sebaceous glands. So they do stretch out a bit. And if you have oily skin like me, they're going to be producing more and then your pores might look bigger than others. I feel like we're all trying to make our pores smaller. Like that's universal, right? Yeah, it's the goal. It's all of our goal to make our pores smaller because like, I feel like mine are giant and like everyone is looking at them, but like they're probably not. But I can't tell you how much money I've wasted on products that promise to reduce your pores. Like I've got a drawer full of products that have just given me absolutely nothing. So is there any hope or? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go to the grave with these pores. (laughs) No, it's like sun exposure can make them worse. So like when people yell at you about using SPF, that's one of the reasons. Uh, Because the UV like can get into your collagen and break it down. And that collagen really structures your pore. So if you lose it, then, you know, your pore might get larger. Um, But you can also look at treatments that promote collagen turnover, uh, like microdermabrasion or microneedling. But remember, if you come out of those treatments and then your pores look smaller uh it's because your skin is swelling in response to a trauma it's not because they're shrinking so what can I do outside of spending a shitload of money (laughs) (laughs) if you don't want to spend 400 dollars on one single session um you can do at-home treatments like salicylic acid which is really cheap and we all know where to get that um to clean out your pores and then retinol to encourage cell turnover but just be really chill with the retinol, please. We don't want to see any more damage. <laughs> um, and don't don't dry out your skin. So this is like one thing that I am very guilty of because I have oily skin as well, is that if you use too many like oil-free products and you try and force your skin into dryness, your sebaceous glands are going to go into overdrive and they're going to overcompensate and produce more oil. So please, please put down the oil-free moisturiser, the oil-free cleanser. Just leave them. Leave all oils alone. <laughs> no, there are good oils, right? They're good oils. You want your face to have some, like you want to be putting some oils on your face because you don't want your face to think like it has to make more itself. No, we don't want that. No. <laughs> Amazing. And thank you for today's class. So this week, my high praise goes to Charlotte Tilbury's Hollywood Flawless Filter. Woo-hoo. So... I didn't know what this product was when it first came out. I was kind of like, is it a highlighter? Mm-hmm. Is it a foundation? It's actually a glass bottle, but it has pigment. So yep. it actually looks like it could be a foundation. Yeah, you might pick it up on the wrong day. <laughs> yeah, So, but they only have a shade range of like three shades, so I'm yeah. like, surely not. Um, and I just kind of didn't understand the marketing of it either. I felt like they did themselves a little dirty, mm-hmm. not really saying what it was. Um, but I was watching a lot of YouTubers use it, and again, every YouTuber used it differently. Yep. So it was either like on the high points of their face or all over completely Mm -hmm. um but no matter what the end product like it just looked beautiful so I was like I need to get this so I took my ass to London (laughs) I went all the way to London for this product I made an excuse to go to London to pick this up um and I went and got it and it's honestly like been game changing for me yeah so how I use it is I put it 
uh, I'll moisturize and prime. Then I will get a beauty blender and just douse it in Fix Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll take the product on the dough, dough foot and I will put it to all the high, like kind of like the high peaks, but I'll blend it out to kind of cover my cheeks. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I'll put my foundation over it. So it'll actually, it peeks through the foundation, but it, it does give like a blurring effect, I yeah. feel like. Uh, and I remember one day, same trip in London, I showed up at my friend's house, like hungover as all hell. And to the point where she's like, you got a rat, like I'm embarrassed <laughs> that you're at my doorstep. And I met her housemate who I'd, ne- I'd never met before. And she must have been like, why did you bring this beast into my house? And later that night we were going out in London and she thought I was somebody else. <laughs> and I swear that I think it's because of the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood flawless filter. Like it literally just changed the game. <laughs> Who is this woman? Who is this woman and what happened to the ratty girl that was once here? We left her on the street. Yeah, so it's looked pretty good value for money, I would say. Like, I have had it for about a year and a half now and I barely even touched the side. So it goes for about 65 Australian. Yeah. And uh, I swear by it. Where do you get it from? Well, there are different places you can get it. So you can order from Charlotte Tilbury just her direct website. Oh, yeah, yeah. She does shipping to Australia. Um, you have to pay for shipping, which is about 10 bucks. Yeah. And then you spend like X amount, you'll get it for f- like free shipping. Mm-hmm. But I go through Beautylish when I buy my Charlotte yeah, okay. Tilbury stuff. So they also offer um, payment plans as well. So if I go absolutely apeshit, which I'm known to do, yeah, it's a little bit more chill. So very important. We don't have her stocked in any like, you know, Meccas or Sephora's just yet. Um, Are you listening, Mecca? I think she would fit Mecca's yeah, brand. Okay. Massively. I think they know that. Why are they holding out on I us? <laughs> but that is the one thing that I like. I, I couldn't go without it. Like, yeah, I don't like to use the term holy grail, but that me. So that's where I'm at. Uh, what is your fawning over obsession right now? My my product for high praise this week is one that I actually have to apologise to. Um, so I'm going to start this off with an apology. Uh, Sorry to this product. To this product and to Dr. Jart uh, for just saying that it was shit because it's not. It turns out that I'm shit and I wasn't applying it properly. That can sometimes yeah, happen though. Hap- I mean, it happened to me with the Hollywood filter. I put it like all over my face and then I just looked like someone had like spilled oil onto my face because I did not use it judiciously. Greasy baby. Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> I think it was like at this, like the Sephora version of Mechaland or whatever that that is where like everyone looked really nice and then I walked out of like tram sheds or wherever it was. And I just look like a grease monkey. Like, like did, did I look like this the whole time? So you really have an issue with following rules is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we know this. Anyway, so my product this week, um, it's called Seeker Pair, and I believe that's what it's called. Um, I've looked up YouTube videos of how to pronounce it because I wasn't entirely sure. But it's this little, like, kind of a balm, creamy thing that comes in a little green, um, a little green jar, and it's like it's tiger grass, I think it's called. It's a colour correcting treatment. So I'm always like, because I've got red skin, right? And you get all these like green colour correcting things. And like they never work for me. It just like they say it's like the green cancels out the red, but it's like, no, you just look like you have red skin and you put green on top of it. So like, red. <laughs> well, it's actually kind of grey. It always ends up grey. No, it's not good. But this stuff, so I didn't use it properly and I thought it was just like a night moisturiser, but it's not. It's actually like a daytime thing. So you get like a little bit out of the jar and then you like rub it on your face and it turns beige. So it covers the redness. So I'm actually wearing it today. Oh. And I felt good about like going outside today because I could wear it and I wasn't wearing makeup. 
Yeah, um, you don't look red at all. Oh, thank you. Look what happens when you read the rules. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry to this Dr. Jart. Um, yeah, actually, like, I got it out of the drawer the other day. I was like, well, you know, I paid so much money for this, I better use it. Um, and then I discovered that it works, and now I can, like... Not like, live I, without it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The, the other thing, though, is that it is a little bit oily, so it can make your face look a little bit like a slick. So um, use use with care underneath makeup, would you say? Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't use it underneath makeup. I mean, you know, everyone everyone might do something different. Um, but for me, it's enough just by itself, maybe with powder over the top. But, like, it's not, like, don't put heaps of hydrating stuff underneath it okay. as well. Or you'll look like I did when I went to that event. <laughs> <laughs> no oily faces. Well, that has been our absolute favorite products at the moment and that has been a high praise that's all for our first episode of beauty school dropout head on over to our instagram beauty school dropout pod and give us a follow you can also send us a message at hello at beautyschoolpod.com nice messages only please we're both water signs and we cannot handle any criticism now or into the future be kind follow and subscribe Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.